Today's scripture reading comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Listen now for the word of the Lord. The words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What does man gain from all his labor at which he toils under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from, there they return again. All things are wearisome, more than one can say. The eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear is full of hearing. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one can say, look, that is something new? It was here already, long ago. It was here before our time. There is no remembrance of men of old, and even those who are yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow. This is the word of the Lord. church in Buffalo uh, that uh, I attended, and uh, I have no memory of meeting her when I was eight, uh, but we uh, met again uh, when we were in seminary, and we were able to connect uh, those dots. Uh, over the past uh, 25 years, as it says in the bulletin, she's been a um, youth pastor, an English ministry pastor, and a hospital uh, chaplain. I know that many of you have heard her speak. Uh, she's a, a regular a guest speaker for us. Uh, she's my go-to guest preacher uh, whenever I can get her to come. Um, and I can tell you just for myself um, that if I were a layperson uh, and I needed a pastor, uh, she would be my pastor. And so I'm so uh, thankful that she can join us and share a word uh, with this congregation. Thank you, Pastor David. The check is in the mail. I just want to wish everybody a happy new year. Uh, May the blessings of the coming new year be upon you, your family, and this church. Usually I come here in the summertime, but I think this is the first time that I'm here uh, during the winter, although the temperature outside does not feel like winter at all. Coming down in my car, it said it was 68 degrees outside. And so um, we have broken another record. Uh, Today... We are at January 12th, and since this year of 2020 is leap year, we have 354 more days of this year. 12 days have already gone by. I I don't know about you, but 20 years ago, I still remember as if it was yesterday. Uh, For those of you who were 
alive then. I think there are a couple who might not have been. Uh, back in 1999, many of us were really scared of the coming millennium. The Y2K bug was something everybody talked about. And so we were warned not to get into an elevator on New Year's Eve because you might get stuck there. Uh, we were all worried about the computers crashing because they, they wouldn't know that the year began with a two and not a one. And so there are all these anxieties and fears that were going around the whole wide world. And I was one of those people uh, who participated in the collective holding of breath, New Year's Eve, 1999, to release it safely uh, as we hit the year 2000. And uh, Pastor Dave knows her as well. Uh, Constance Pack, Reverend Constance Pack, she's a mutual friend of ours. She took to heart the warnings of the Y2K bug and she stocked her basement with boxes of canned goods, batteries, and food, which she ended up giving out to a lot of people years after the year 2000 began. And so that's my memory of what took place 20 years ago, but again, it seems like as if it were yesterday. We have already begun the third decade of this third millennium of human history. Now, time seems to go by quicker and quicker as we get older and older. Remember back in kindergarten, uh, the day would last forever. You would go to school, come back, have a snack, take a nap, wake up, and it would still only be like 5 p.m. You still had the whole day, and you're like, how am I going to spend the whole day ahead of me? And you know that you are young if you can't wait to get older, and you know that you've gotten old when you really wish that the clock would not move so quickly and the days would come quicker and quicker. So days and years seem to go by faster and faster, and it's not only an experiential thing for me, but once a friend of mine kind of explained it to me mathematically. Now, I don't know if it makes sense to you, but it made sense to me. And he said the reason why each year seems to go by quicker and quicker as you get older and older is that for a five-year-old, one year is one-fifth of your life. That's 20% of your life. For a 10-year-old, that's one-tenth of your life, 10%. For a 20-year-old, it's one-twentieth of your life, 5%. So in terms of the amount, in terms of the percentage, it becomes smaller and smaller. Hence, you feel that the years are going by quicker and quicker. So I don't know if that explains it, but I think all of us here can agree that as we get older each year, it seems like the year does seem to go by faster and faster. We are allotted, all of us, usually 365 days, 8,760 hours, and if you remember the musical from way back, 525,600 minutes a year. Yeah, a year. And with the new year comes... New Year's resolutions. And I am warned every year not to go to the gym in the first few weeks of the new year. Not that I ever go anyway, but we're told to avoid the gym for the first few weeks because that's usually how long a New Year's resolution lasts. Uh, The resolutions seem to kind of be similar each year. 
lose weight or exercise or make sure that you eat healthy food. Or second, I got to quit smoking. I got to quit my bad habits. And each year, the resolutions are pretty similar. And similarly, these resolutions, this fresh start and determination, usually ends up fizzling out after a few weeks, if you're lucky, a few months. Uh, this is from my personal uh, account, but I'm going to exercise three times a week, walk 30 minutes of those three days, and then you miss one day, and you're like, okay, the next time I'm going to walk one hour and then add the 30 minutes on the second day, and then you miss that time. I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk an hour and a half, and then it ends up just adding on to it so that after a while, I'm not going to be able to walk three hours to make up for the past few weeks, and so you just end up giving up as well. But recently, I, I heard uh, some really actually useful and things that you could really incorporate New Year's resolutions. I was watching uh, The Late Show, and they were interviewing David Larry. I don't know him too well, but he had some wonderful New Year's resolutions that he stuck by previously. One, go to the bathroom before you go anywhere. And so I think I will, I will follow that. Second, make two trips instead of one from the car to the house. So I'm like that. I try to like, put all the bags of grocery, carry it, and then keep dropping the cans and all these other bags as well. So those are two, year, two New Year's resolutions, which I will try to live by, and I would like to share them with you as well. Now, when you think about the New Year, though, what is really new about 2020? Does turning the calendar page or changing the calendar make things new? Does counting down from 10 to 1 make all things new? Does watching the ball drop in Times Square in the midst of millions, thousands of other people make things new? Because when all is said and done, we are still living in the same place, in the same city, attending the same church, with the same people, making the same New Year's resolutions, and breaking the same ones again. It makes you think, as the author of Ecclesiastes did, traditionally thought to be King Solomon, and in verse 2, we see meaningless, meaningless, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. So why don't you really tell us how you feel, teacher? Verse 9, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. The more you think about it, I think it is so true. The author gives the example of the sun, of the wind, of the streams, but we can look in our own lives, our own history, our society, to concur with this conclusion. If you had inherited fashion clothes from your parents, hold on to them because they will come back. Hopefully not in the polyester form, but in better fabric. Hairstyles, bangs. When I was in uh, high school, asymmetric haircuts were in. 
So people would like tilt their head and be kind of looking even, but when they straightened it, it'd be uneven. So whether it be bangs or lengths of hair, lengths of uh, hemlines, again and again, it repeats and it recycles. Politics. Democrats hold power. Then the Republicans. There's a pendulum swing back and forth. Cycles. I don't know about New Jersey, but in New York State, we have a governor named Cuomo. About 40 years ago, we had a governor named Cuomo. History repeats itself. We're in the midst of conflict in the Middle East currently. What was will be again. Threats of war. What was will be again. Impeachment trial. What was will be again. There is really, it seems, nothing new under the sun. And if anybody should know, it would be King Solomon. He was the wisest, worldliest, wealthiest man of his time. If anybody knew anything, he knew what he was talking about, probably more than any other person in history. He could say, I've been there, I've done that. Now, as a kid, I remember learning, and it has stuck with me, these numbers, that he had 300 wives and 700 concubines. And I remember a pastor friend of mine once commenting, before you get too jealous, just remember that he had to deal with a thousand mothers-in-law. So don't get too jealous upon hearing the number of wives and concubines that he had. But all kidding aside, Solomon had done everything. He had been everywhere. He had tasted all things. He had, he had tried all things. He had met everybody that was somebody and still came to the conclusion, meaningless, vanity, wearisome, chasing after the wind. It's the same old, same old, everywhere we turn. Politics, business, entertainment, sports, styles, scandals, international relations, news. Is there truly nothing new under the sun? Is there no hope? But the good news is that there is hope. The good news is that we can look toward something new. The good news always is Jesus Christ. Solomon looked for novelty on the outside, in things, in others, in materials, in gadgets, in possessions. If he were alive today, he would try to look for novelty in the latest iPhone or whatever the technology is currently trending right now. He sought newness apart from God. But it is us that Christ makes new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, she, he, is a new creation. The old has gone, the new 
has come. The newness is in Christ. The newness is through Christ. The newness is with Christ. God does not usually change the world, though He can. But most of the time, God changes us. And this is what I find in my prayer life too. God, make this different. Change this for me. Change that for me. But in our prayer lives, more often than not, God doesn't change the situation, but God changes us. God empowers us to go through that same. Situation. See, it was the same old first-century Palestine after Saul met Christ on the road to Damascus. But Saul was no longer the same man. Saul became Paul, and the world was no longer the same. Again, more often than not, Jesus changes us. And not the context that we are in. But once we are changed in Christ, we see the same world in a very, very different way. What used to be problems become possibilities. What used to be obstacles become opportunities. What used to be challenges become chances. For growth in Christ, we become a new creation. We have a new perspective. We see things in a new light. In Christ, what used to be the cross of shame and humiliation becomes the cross of glory and grace. Through Christ, death no longer becomes the end, but the pathway to resurrection. Through Christ, the bread and the cup become the body and blood of Jesus. I have a Catholic friend uh, who once told me that he brought a friend of his, non-churched. Friend of his to his Methodist church, where this friend is a music director, and he told me that after the service, his friend made this comment: "Remember uh, at church when they were serving snacks before?" He was referring to communion as snacks, but in Christ, the snacks become a meal for the fulfillment of our spirit. There is newness in Christ. When we see the world in, through, with God's great love, God's never-failing compassion, God's great faithfulness, then we can have hope. No matter how same everything seems to be. No matter how same the world continues on, then we can truly have a new ear. Then we can face the world and future 
without fear. True newness comes not from the outside and through outside things. True newness comes from Christ, who changes us to see, to greet, to interact with the world anew. I think the last time I was here, it's like, how come you didn't sing during uh, your sermon? Well, I'm not singing because he said that, but there's an old song which I invite you to sing with me at this time. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. May God's great faithfulness, compassion, love, and mercy fill you up anew for the work. And there's going to be a lot of work this year, unknown as well as known. for the week, and for the year ahead. I really wish you all a great 2020. 새해 복 많이 받으시고, and happy new year. Let us pray. Lord, in a society that seeks newness in gadgets and things and situations, we know that the only true newness comes in knowing you, in being in you. Only through you can anything become new. And so, Lord, we don't know what 2020 will bring. We don't know how quickly it will pass, but we know that you will be Emmanuel. God with us every step of the way. Help us to face 2020 in faith, in faithfulness, and declare, come what may, we do not fear, because God is with us. Thank you for this community. Thank you for this church. Thank you for this opportunity to worship you once again. Lord, we ask that you will be glorified and all of us be blessed because we have come to worship you today. All these things we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen.